Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. We're in um, our, our series, right? Uh, the second part of our three-part series, um, kind of coming from this idea of the theology of place, where we've been um, learning so far about the importance of two out of the three um, main areas or places where God wants us to be engaged and, and in ministry to Him and then ministry to others. And the first place we discussed was the secret place, right? Where, where, where you and I need to... Um, be intentional about setting a daily devotional time with the Lord. About really kind of saying, okay, how, what do I need to do in order to grow this relationship, grow my relationship with the Lord in such a way that I am experiencing all of His um, goodness, all of His freshness, all of this, this filling of the Holy Spirit because it says, you know, be filled with the Holy Spirit. What that means is just constantly daily you are pouring uh, yourself into God's Word. God is pouring back into you and you are being filled with the Holy Spirit and, and being fresh so that when you walk out of your house, you know, you are freshly filled and empowered to go about and do what God's asked you to do during the day and you're able to hear Him and what He wants to do. And then second, we've been talking about and we'll finish today, is the gathering place. And our working definition for the gathering place is a place where believers, that's you and I, right, if you're a believer, where we come together corporately, okay, to worship God and to minister one to another. And that, that sole purpose of that ministry is to build each other up to spiritually encourage one another. And it's important for us to recognize within the definition is the fact that the church is not the building. The church is the people. It's us. It's you and I. Okay? And we are called out. We are selected we, to assemble, to be God's representatives wherever we go, wherever we meet. We are supposed to be God's representatives. And that's whether it's a group of two people or a group of thousands of people. And then we talked over the last several weeks about the primary focus of gathering together is not so that you can be filled, right? Not so that you can be served. Not so that you can be connected to God. Which is all great stuff. And, you know, in some ways we need that, right? But what happens is when we just focus on that, then what happens is we just call it a day. But see, God wants us to... to also participate in in being ones who are also um, ministering right pouring ourselves out to connect with other people to serve other people to connect with God as well in the place that we've been called to in the house that the church the the ecclesia the, the body of Christ God wants us to use our gifts okay and then last week we talked about some simple steps, how you can apply to begin this intentional journey. So um, if you missed any of that, please feel free to go back to the podcast and uh, listen to that because it's been, been a, a blessing. And so today we want to conclude our, the gathering place. And I want to talk to us about coming together and seeing the, the vision or the mission of the church as ours. Okay? 
So the title of our message today is Our Church, Our Mission. Our Church, Our Mission. Let me pray. Holy Spirit, help us understand it's our church, it's our mission. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 8, it says this. In the human body, there are many parts and organs. Now I'm reading in the Passion Translation. Each with a unique function. Now, let me, let me stop here for a second. The reason why I, I, I change up variations and, and, and versions and, and, and stuff like that is because sometimes I, when I'm reading it, I want it to, I feel like sometimes maybe it, 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 I, I'm able to read it and understand it better. Right? And so my heart is, every time I read the Scripture, that it's connecting to you as well. So you might have a different version. That's awesome and great. I kind of jump all over the place as far as the different Bibles that I use. But I, I, I don't know. I just feel important to, to share that. Okay, so here we go again. In the human body, there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function. And so it is in the body of Christ. Right? So there's different parts, right? And organs each having a unique function. And, and then he says, so it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we've all been mingled into one body in Christ. This means that we are all vitally joined to one another with each contributing to the others. God's marvelous grace imparts to each one of us varying <laughs> gifts. So if God has given you the gift grace, I'm sorry, the grace gift of prophecy, activate your gift by using the proportion of faith that you have to prophesy. If your grace gift is serving, then thrive in serving others well. If you have the grace gift of teaching, then be actively teaching and training others. If you have the grace gift of encouragement, then use it often to encourage others. If you have the grace gift of giving to meet the needs of others, then may you prosper in your generosity without any fanfare. If you have, and I'm adding this, the grace gift of leadership, be passionate about your leadership. If you have the grace gift of showing compassion, then flourish in your cheerful display of compassion. So in the context, we see that Paul, the Apostle Paul is reminding us that just as the physical body is made up of many different parts and they all have different purposes and functions, it still takes all of those body parts working together in unity to make the body fully functional at its highest level, right? I mean, you can still function if you got only one kidney. You can still sometimes function like, you know, I always laugh, they take out the, the, the tonsil thing like, what? Isn't that supposed to be there? Because why would God put it in there? You can take it out anytime you want. But you could take it out anytime. Your body still functions, right? And, and there, there, there's probably a host of maybe some other things or whatever that, that happens. Like, you know, even if a toe gets cut off, you can still function, but you can't function at the highest capacity that God intended our body to be. So when I looked at that, I thought to myself, you know, but it's the same thing in the church, right? In the ecclesia, right? We all have different parts to play in the body of Christ. 
but we're supposed to bring them together in unity. Unity, right? To make it all work the way God designed. Now, when I read scriptures like this, um, for me, um, now I, I'm, I'm not a puzzle addict. Okay, not like my daughter. My daughter is a total puzzle addict. Like you give her a puzzle, she'll, I mean, like, you know, the 5,000 piece ones. I guess that's what you do when you're in Kenya, right? But um, she, she's total puzzle. I am not. I am like the easy ones. Give me the kind of semi-easy ones, not, not too complicated. But when I look at a portion of Scripture like this, my mind tends to drift into thinking about a puzzle and its pieces. Um, and my mind goes there because in our physical body, Right? God designed um, the parts and the pieces of our body to fit uniquely, right? exactly in place to fill the function and the purpose that it was meant to be so that we all can live and fulfill what God has called us to do. And just like in our physical body, right? God, who is the designer of the church, has put together a picture of what is church, what is people, and what his kingdom should look like. He has. Right? And just as a designer has done, now, I, I'm going to tell myself, I, got, I guess the gray hair kicked in, and I forgot my puzzle that I wanted to bring at home. So then I had to run over to children's ministry and ask if they had a puzzle. They got a puzzle right here, right? So it's kind of, yeah, it's Mickey Mouse. It's kind of, maybe I'm Mickey Mouse. I don't know. Anyways, um, and so, the, the designer of a, of a puzzle, I was thinking about this, the designer of a puzzle, right, he gives you a picture of what the intent is, right, on the, on the, on the lid of the box. Or in this case, we're going to go to the back of the box. That's what it's supposed to look like. Okay? But it doesn't come that way, does it? No. What it does is it comes in kind of all different shapes. I probably poured too many out there. But all different shapes and all different sizes. But see, the thing is, is he wants it to look that way. This, he wants you to be able to put the pieces together. And, and in the same way, God has given us a picture of his church, a picture of his body, his people. And you know where he put that picture? In the Word of God. It's in the Word of God how He sees the church moving and functioning and operating all together. But the key to understand is all of us are, are, one, are a piece. All of our, us are a piece of the puzzle. And the great thing about it is in, in both the church and even on a puzzle, to be worked on and assembled correctly it's made up of individual pieces. I'm trying to find one right here. Here we go. It's made up of individual pieces that don't all look the same. Right? Some will have edges. Right? Those are the ones that are easily fit together. Right? Oh, yeah. Edges first. Then we go from there. Those fit like really like just smooth right in. But then there are others that have some lumps, bumps, some whoop, whoop-de-doos, whatever you want to call them, I don't know. 
But they look like, what? Where does this go? Where does it fit? But see, the thing is, is that each piece is crafted by the Creator as part of the picture. And then in the church context, God has handcrafted each part of the picture of His church and of His mission. Right? And we as believers are the pieces. We are the pieces to God's designed puzzle. So, before we go any further, I just want you to know this. No matter what, 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 what you are right here, you fit. You fit. In the body of Christ, you fit. Because you might think, man, I really look like this. But can I tell you, you fit. So say it with me. You fit. Okay, look at your neighbor and say, you fit. I guess I should have said, I had you say, I fit. Right? But you fit. And, and the great thing about it too is you are necessary in the picture that God designed for the big church globally and in God's picture of the local church right here, Catawba, Lakeshore. Right? And the cool thing about it, in a puzzle box, there are no unnecessary pieces. There's no unnecessary pieces. Every single piece inside that box will be needed at some point. Every single piece. I mean, have you ever, who, who's ever put a puzzle together before? Have you ever put a puzzle together before and a piece was missing? Right? Yeah, you're like, what the? Come on, right? And then you're looking under the table. You're thinking your dog ate the piece or whatever it is. Been there, done that. But you look at it and go, ah, where is that piece? And then maybe you find it a couple days later underneath somewhere that you just didn't even look. But, but the key thing to understand, right? Each piece is necessary in order for the image that the designer created to happen. And as a believer, you are the piece. You really do fit. So in some ways, I know we've kind of talked about this the last week, two weeks, but in some ways in this message too, we're going to talk about it again. But what's great about it is when you hear a song the first time, doesn't mean you know all the lyrics. When you hear it a second, it doesn't mean you know all the lyrics. But if you hear it over and over again, 25 years later, you'll be like shopping in, in the mall, and all of a sudden, man, that tune, oh, yeah, I remember that song. And your kids look at you like you're weird. Right? You ever been there? I've had my kids, oh, Dad, like, you're weird, bro. I'm like, yeah, I am, but man, that, that was my jam back then. Right? We all had jams, did we? I know I'm sidetracking, but you, you get it. I think we all had jams. We've all had those like, you know, just kind of, they kind of groove a little bit. Anyways, I know I'm a pastor. I'm not supposed to groove or nothing like that. Okay? But see, we have to understand that, that, that not one person here or one person out there has God created that he's like, yeah, they don't really fit. Yeah, no, they don't really, they're not in the grand scheme of my picture. They just don't fit. God never thinks that way. God has never said that. God is always like every single individual 
is a piece of part of the puzzle that I have created for the church, globally, locally, and man, they fit. But see, it's up to us sometimes to understand, hey, I fit. So that means that every piece matters. Every single one of you matters. So don't let the enemy tell you that you are unnecessary. You are not needed. Or that, you know what, man, the contribution that I could make is so small. I mean, it's, it's totally laughable. So why even do it? Tell the enemy, shh, my contribution is a part of the picture of what makes God's church beautiful, what makes the, the, the presence of God come alive. But you are necessary. You are needed. You know, sometimes too, you know, we look at it um, at, a, at a puzzle piece and we think, well, when we look at it individually, we think that it's kind of insignificant, right? It's just a piece by itself. But what happens when you put the pieces together? The picture comes about. Same principle in church, right? We can all be individuals. And I'm not saying you can't be an individual. But we can all be an individual and just do our thing and just, you know, as we said, you know, show up and then you jet out right after or we can look at it and say, yeah, I'm an individual piece of the picture, but you know what? It, the picture won't come to pass until I start joining myself together with others. When I start joining myself together with the mission, with the vision for what God has called our house to be. But it's all about coming together, putting it together. And so when that piece is missing, the puzzle is incomplete. The picture is incomplete. And the thing about it is God has given you something, something so unique that it is necessary for this house. For this body. See, I, I, I'm a firm believer that God calls people to a church because He, he knows where to fit them. Not, not, not just randomly. He places it on our heart to say, man, yeah, I, I think, man, this is where God's calling me to be. So then what it is is, okay, then where is my peace? Where, where, where does it go? And we'll get into that in just, just a little bit. But God wants you to come and take your place in the gathering place. Because together, our church and our mission, right, without you putting your peace in, man, there will always be something missing. So the very first point today is the mission is ours. The mission is ours. Now the idea of mission of the church means the church is not just a gathering together of believers, but a gathering of believers for a specific purpose. Okay? So yes, we gather together. We gather together to worship the Lord. We gather together to... to, to, to uh, you know, love one another, but there, there's a specific purpose, right? It's, it's actually, it's the things that we care about. It's the direction that we are going. Now, 
we recognize that that vision or, or mission, uh, however you want to call it, it's kind of like, you know, mission is the new vision or whatever. But our mission, you know, comes from our appointed leaders, comes from God through our appointed leaders. But the, the thing we have to understand, it actually belongs to all of us. It doesn't belong just to me. It doesn't belong to just my senior pastor, Pastor Gill, our senior pastor. It belongs to every single one of us. So when we start to understand what the mission and the goal is, if God's called you to this house, then that's something we need to begin to bring into our hearts, into our minds, into our life to say that, man, you know what? I'm all in. I want to be a participant. I want to be a contributor. I want to be a piece of the puzzle to see God's picture of, of the church revealed instead of just being a spectator. Right? A spectator for whatever reason or excuse one can come up with, I don't even know. Right? And I'm not slamming excuses or anything like that because sometimes there are legitimate excuses. But, you know, when it's, hey, i got to give my cat a bath every Sunday morning so I can't come or be involved or I can't engage, that, that don't fly. I don't think cats like water, right? <laughs> cats don't like to take a bath. That's what I'm talking about. But there could be other, other, other reasons. So if God's called you here to this house, to this lakeshore body, you have to recognize that God has given you a piece that you fit in the mission and you are given an assignment when we gather and it's your responsibility to take part in it. It's not Pastor Scott's responsibility. It's your responsibility. If this is where you call home, if this is where you feel like this is where the Lord is leading. And you know what? And let me say this. You are to participate for however long the season that God calls you to be in that church, in this church. Okay, because I'm not one of those guys, man, I'm going to hold on to you. I hope it's forever, right? I hope it's until Jesus comes back, man, we're all together just loving each other, one big happy family, right? We get a big Partridge family bus and it's all good. But, but I recognize sometimes there are seasons, but during the season that God has called you here and placed you here, then He wants you to, to engage. He wants you to be involved. But see, here's the thing. We've got to be able to see it, right? We've got to make it to a point to see it, and then we've got to make it a point to run with it. Okay? Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. You've heard this probably millions of times. But it says, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Now the message version says, write what you see. Write it out in big block letters. I think that, that one always like, like talks to me directly. Like Sometimes I need big block letters. Big block letters so that it can be read on the run. Not just, oh, I'm reading it. But it's actually, I'm reading it on the run. I'm, I'm moving. I'm going in a direction. See, it's not to run away from the vision or the mission, but it's actually to run towards, right? To be moving, to act on in full stride. 
because you, you see it. And because you see it, then you make every effort purposely, right? The purpose fit for you, right? You make every effort to fit your piece into the mission, into the house. So you might say, well, I don't even know what that vision is or mission is. Well, let me give it to you, right? Okay, so here's the mission or the, the, the picture on top of the puzzle box that God has, has given us. It's this. It's going to be up on the board. To reach and connect people to Jesus Christ. Now notice, that is the great commission, right? Every mission of a church should, should begin that way. Okay? It says to reach and connect people to Jesus Christ in such a way where God's love is confirmed, hope is renewed, and their faith comes to life. So if you're wondering, man, what is the, goal? What is the mission? of like, See, we, we gave you a cheat board. Wow. Right? It's got it right there. Hey, man, what's the mission? Hey, come here. Point at the wall. Right? God's love is confirmed. Hope is renewed. And faith comes up. That's what we want to see happen in people's lives. Reach people and connect people to Jesus. And then to see those three elements begin to work. Now, in that, this is our strategy. Say strategy. Okay? This is our strategy to do this. Because some of you may, may have heard that before, but not the strategy of it. Now, you'll notice in the strategy that the theology of place comes into play. Okay? It says creating atmospheres, atmospheres where people can experience, experience intimacy with God. So it's already up on the board. What is that? Then it says, community with one another. What's that? The gathering place. And influence with those outside of the faith. The? Hey, you guys are doing so well. Right? That's our strategy. That we would create atmospheres where people can experience intimacy with God, community with one another, and influence with those outside of the faith. Now, somewhere within all that is you in the gathering place. Right? Somewhere in all that, you fit. Somewhere in all that, you're necessary. Somewhere in all that, man, you bring this strategy, this mission to life. That's how God designed it. God did not design for a church to have a mission and it be a solo project. Right? You know, we, we all always kind of like, oh my gosh, our lead singer of the band, back in the day, our lead singer of the band went and did a solo project. He's not working together with the band. See, Christianity is not supposed to be a solo project. It's supposed to be a community project. A group project. And so... When, when you find yourself in that, somewhere in all of that, you're there, you fit, you're necessary. Man, you will, you, we begin to see the mission of the church 
and even of your life, begin to, to flourish and begin to prosper. That's why our individual theme this year, we've said it before, a heart for the house and hands for the harvest. It just fits our mission. But it's a mission you have to own. If God's called you to this church, I'm just challenging it. I'm not going to say, hey, you can't be here anymore. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But if you say, you know what, yeah, I, man, I don't know why, but God, God has me here. God has placed me here. Uh, again, for whatever, how long that is, man, you know what, then I'm just going to challenge you. Dive into the mission. Dive into the strategy. Jump, jump all in, right? Because you've got a part to play. You fit. You're necessary, right? Even if the parts, right, of you is kind of lumpy and bumpy and whoop, whatever that is, you fit. You fit. Your part is valuable to this picture. Which leads us to the second point. We all have a part, and our part is valuable. Now with that in mind, I want, I want, to, want you to keep this kind of Scripture in mind. John chapter 15, verse 16. John chapter 15, verse 16. And this is Jesus talking. And man, I don't know, it's something that the Lord's just doing in me. It says this, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. To me, this is so powerful. I think, and I know even just for me personally, and I'm a pastor, I need a revelation of that. I need a revelation of that. Because you know you think, well, I got saved, I chose Jesus. But the thing is, He already chose you before you chose Him. So, if He chose me, He chose me with all of these lumps and bumps and woo in my life. Yet He says, you're a part of the picture. Oh, I'm so thankful and grateful for that because seriously, I, man, my life at some point, man, when I was running from God and I just didn't want to do what He wanted me to do, man, I was all over the map. Man, I had so many bumps and, and lumps and, and swirly things and all kinds of stuff or whatever, but He kept looking at it and going, no, I already chose you. Right? And then I, then I come around and then I choose Him. So we have to understand He chose us before he, you ever chose Him, which means you have a place in His picture. In the big picture, you have a place. He made you a piece in His great puzzle, right? To fit into His kingdom mission. I hope this is helping someone. Because when I think about it, you think, well, yeah, you're a pastor. Well, you know what? Sometimes, you know, the enemy can come and discourage me too. Just to let you know. Just being real. You know, I don't want you to think I'm... Da, da, da. But, but, but the enemy comes and discourages me. But when I, when I get a revelation or when I started chewing on that a little bit, I realize, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. This changes everything. Because the enemy can bring up all my past stuff, all my lumps and bumps, all my things, yet God says, I don't care. The Lord shows you. 
I already have placed you in the picture. Even with your lumps and your bumps and the baggage that you might come with and the things that you might deal with down the road and all of these things. I already know all about it, but I have chosen you. You are a chosen piece. We have to live as a chosen piece. Now, that's not to be all arrogant and, you know, hey, look at me, I'm all cool. No, but we have to understand I'm a chosen piece, and yeah, I've got issues. I've got things. I got lumps and bumps. But you know what? God still chose me. Somehow in this big picture, I don't even know where that fits yet, but He's chosen me. And so we have to live like we're not waiting to be chosen. God's not waiting to choose on you. Oh, God, I hope God picks me. Ah, there you go again. God picked me last. No. Sometimes we just need to step into the chosen part and just say, hey, God, I'm chosen. What do you want me to do? Where do you want my lumps and bumps in the picture, this big scheme of picture that God, you've got, that you want for the church? And I'm giving you some reverb. Woo! But see, we've got to begin to, to live that way. And see, when we, when we get to, to live our lives and position ourselves as a chosen piece, we won't let our value be determined by title or position or the role you have been given. Let me say that again. You won't let your value be determined by the title, the position, or the role you have been given, nor will it be defined by the opportunities we do or don't have or by what others say. Because the value that we withhold within us is given to us by God. It's been given to us and divinely created and determined because He first chose us. There was a time, <laughs> I remember there was a kid that fresh out of Bible college that came back from Bible college or whatever, and I'm sitting in, in my office when I was doing children's ministry, and he asked me, so hey, um, so when are you actually going to like do real ministry? Pardon me? He said, yeah, you're, you're a children's pastor, but when are you actually going to do like adult ministry? That was his thought process. And I was like, oh my gosh. Ministry, it don't matter where you serve. It don't matter what you do. You know, I, I told you, when I, when I first started out, going back to the church that I grew up in and, and just hanging around uh, guys that were going to Bible college and I knew I needed to go to Bible college, my very first opportunity to serve was to go and move chairs from one building to the other building. Set them up, tear them down. Then I would go to school. Then I would go to the work, the grocery store that I was working at. And then I would come back and they say, hey, can you clean the preschool toilets today? Yeah. I didn't care about a title. I just wanted to, to, to find my fit. And I fit in that picture. But then God, over the years, will change the picture a little bit. Not in a, a, a global way. But sometimes they'll change the picture or change your fit into another congregation, into another church. But see, it's all part where we just don't get caught up in, well, I can only serve if I am made leader. Oh, you're missing the point. 
So we must see ourselves that we have a significant part to play and we are incredibly valuable. It's not what we do, right? But it's because we have been chosen by Him. He gives us the definition of who we are. So, because we're chosen, then we must put value on our contribution to the mission. Does that make sense? It feels so heavy in here, like, oh man, Pastor Scott's preaching a turn or burn message. I'm not. I'm just saying, we've got to be able to look at it and say, man, you know what? Oh my gosh, I am so valuable, right? I don't think you maybe, I don't, I've never heard that enough. But just, you're so valuable to the kingdom of God. You're so valuable to this church. And what God wants us to do is take that value, that chosen value, and say, you know what, I'm going to put it on my contribution, whether it's big or it's small, whatever that contribution is. God has chosen you. See, and I think what we don't understand is that God has given us baskets and baskets of fruit to give to others. But what happens is, is we get stubborn and think, well, no, I have to wait to be chosen when you've already are chosen, and then you let that fruit spoil. You know, that's what he said, I chose you so that you will bear fruit. And it will remain. Well, okay, He chose you, but what happens if you just like, no, I'm holding on to my fruit. You can't touch my basket. Wah, wah, wah. God's like, no, no, no. The whole intent was is so that I've chosen you before you chose me so that you could go out and bear fruit. You could give out fruit. Hey, I got a basket of fruit. What can I give you today? Oh, you want me to do that? Oh my gosh, yes, I will do that. All without fanfare. All without a pat on the back. Because you know what? I'm chosen by God to bear fruit. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16 says this. For His body, the church, right, has been formed in His image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. And every member has been given divine gifts to, to contribute to the growth of all. Now, great word. And every member. <laughs> Are you a member of the body of Christ? If you can say yes to that, then guess what? He's talking to you. Not just talking to me. He's talking to all of us, right? He says, and every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, did you hear that? Operate effectively. They're all moving and in, in, all going together. It says, we are built up and made perfect in love. The church is built up. The mission is built up. And we are made perfect in love. We are loving others around us. We are moving the way God designed and pictured the church to be. So the, the, the Scripture kind of just strengthens the truth that you fit. I, man, if you get nothing out of this, walk away with I fit. Okay? God has given each one of us something when He chose us to play our part. 
and to building the whole body. I mean, here's the thing too. I have never done a puzzle, and I don't know, maybe you have, where you've picked up a puzzle piece and you automatically knew exactly where it went. Where you knew exactly where... I spent way too many hours probably trying to fit puzzle pieces in, in, in maybe the, 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 the wrong spot. But here's the deal. It's not the fact that the puzzle piece didn't fit. It just wasn't in the right spot. The puzzle piece will always fit. It's just not in the right spot. It was just in the wrong place. So in your journey to find your fit, now this is kind of a challenge, in your journey to find a fit, I'm just going to tell you this, it might take a while. Okay? You all fit, but it might take a while, just like the puzzle piece. You might have to try a few things to find out what's the perfect fit, or, or, and I'll even say, or maybe even, you know, start something. Say, hey, Pascal, I want to start an underwater basket weaving ministry. Are you game? Wow, I've never heard of that. That's awesome. Let's go. Just throwing out a crazy, we're not doing that, right? <laughs> I don't want people to drown or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> right? But here's the deal. Don't be impatient. Okay? Don't be impatient. Don't give up. Instead, keep trying. Because every time you try something, you learn about where your fit isn't. I told you last week, man, they put me in, in youth ministry or middle school ministry. That was not a fit. But I tried it. It was not a fit. Then they said, hey, will you do kids ministry? I thought, that's not a fit for sure. It was a fit. <laughs> right? Because sometimes we'll automatically discount it. That's not a fit. I can't believe Pastor Scott asked me that. Or I can't believe they asked me that. That's not a fit at all. And then it turns out, no, that's the fit. Because God's behind it. But we, we, got, we just got to know that, you know what, sometimes we've got to just keep, keep going, right? And when we find the fit, man, it's going to lead you to that point where, you know what, you are at your highest value. You're shining brightly. You're the 100-watt light bulb in the room because you found your fit. Let's go to the last one. Number three. We must both receive and begin to walk in God's call by faith. I, I'm sure you've known this already, but our entire journey on this earth is a walk of faith. And your faith is going to have to be utilized for you to walk with great confidence that you are chosen, that you are necessary, that you hold value that you are a part of the big picture. You have a place, right? In this church, if you are called here, that you have value to use the gifts that God has graced you with to build each other up. Right? And, and kind of speaking from experience, it's going to take you using your faith to believe that He has asked you, whatever He's asked you and you stepped into, that He's using you and you're making a difference. Because there will be times you'll wonder, 
Lord, I'm trying to follow what, 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 I'm, what, what I think you're telling me to do, and I'm not really sure if you're using me. I mean, the enemy will come. See, man, you're not making any impact whatsoever. You're not doing nothing. Yeah, you are. Otherwise, the enemy wouldn't show up and tell you that. Like, sometimes we just got to reverse it on them. Hey, you wouldn't be telling me that if I wasn't. But see, God's faithful to His promises, faithful to His Word, and as we obey Him, then you know what? We'll see that there is fruit. Sometimes you won't see that fruit come for years. Sometimes you won't see that fruit come for a couple months. But see, the problem is is that we can't get discouraged and to the point where we think, well, man, I stepped into what you asked me to do, and man, this is just a total flop and total failure. It's not. God is going to use it, but you've got to walk in faith. Right? And if you maybe are still sitting here and you're wondering, man, you know what? I'm still struggling with this fact that I'm chosen. I'm qualified to engage, to be a part of this. Then let me, let me give you some words that Paul um, gives to us to encourage us about our faith. Okay? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are His workmanship. Okay? That means God's poem, His work of art. Created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Message says it this way. He creates each of us by Jesus Christ to join Him in the work He does. So we're supposed to be doing the work that Jesus did? The good work He has gotten ready for us to do. So that's already beforehand. God has already prepared, right? He's chosen you. He said, these are the gifts. These are the abilities. These are the certain things that I have given you. You fit, even though you feel like you are the odd piece. You've got all these bumps and lumps and these swirly things and all that stuff. You actually fit. And then he says, um, gotten ready for us to do work we had better be doing. Now, this isn't in the the great by and by. This is here in this life. The challenge or the, 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 the thing he's throwing out there is, man, we need to be doing this right now. We need, we need to move forward right now. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says this, that Paul again talking, he says, but God's amazing grace has made me who I am. And his grace to me was not fruitless. In fact, I worked harder than all the rest, yet not in my own strength, but God's, for His empowering grace is poured out upon me. So Paul is acknowledging that something, something we have, it's something we have to acknowledge too. We are who we are. I might be this. I might be an odd shape odd piece in God's puzzle. (laughs) But you know what? I don't care. Because I fit. I fit. And you know what? Watch out, Pastor Scott, because I'm coming. I want to hear it. I'm coming, Pastor Scott. I I fit. I got lumps and bumps and bruises and all kinds of weird things. But I want to fit. And then it's my job to say, yeah, you fit. Let's find out where that fit is. But don't run from the fit. Too many people run from the fit. 
And then God's, and then, then Paul's like saying, yet yeah, it's God's, God's grace will always be the source of everything we have to offer. All your abilities, all your talents, right, is because of who God is in your life. Paul said, I am, I am who I am. Right? When, when are we going to get to when are we going to get to the place where we feel comfortable enough to talk to church leadership and say I am what I am but I know God has chosen me God has placed something on my life to be a part of the picture of, of the church so put me in the game with my lumps in my it bumps don't you don't have to be perfect we're going to work on that together but you don't have to be perfect god wants us to understand that 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 mm, you fit so starting today okay let's mix our faith with god's grace to release our gifts because we are a piece that fits by God's design and we are valuable to the mission of our church so that the ecclesia, the gathering place, the gathering of, of the believers, so that we can begin connecting together. Remember, this is great, but this ain't the full picture until it's connected together with other pieces. Okay? So what we need to do is we need to connect together, whatever that looks like, big or small, so that this glorious picture that God has on His heart for this campus, for our TKK campus, for our Gastonia campus, for the church all around the world to be revealed to the world. Where people go, man, there is something about church that is just on another level. Right? It hits deep because you guys are all working together, connecting together, being your part, being your peace. Right? So we can fulfill the assignment, the mission that God has for us. So, bow your heads. My prayer is that this spoke something to you. That revealed something in, in you or to you. And that the Holy Spirit is doing a work in your heart right now. And if he's talking to you, if he's saying something to you, then awesome. And so I just want to close our time together and just pray over you. And if there's something that you need prayer for concerning this message, or something else, then we invite you to come down and be prayed for after I'm done praying and, and you are dismissed.
But Heavenly Father, I thank you for the big picture and the small picture of the church. I thank you for the mission, the strategy, and the things that you are preparing and planning for this congregation to to walk into as each one of us are a piece that fits into your picture. Thank you for accepting our lumps and our bumps and our woos. Thank you for, for making us fit. Thank you for making us necessary in the picture. And so this morning, Holy Spirit, talk to our hearts. Talk to, to us throughout our week. Help us to, to maybe engage, take a step of faith in something. To find that fit into the body of Christ. And so Lord, I just pray blessing upon each and every individual. I thank you. Thank you that they would walk out and know that they got some chosen first by you. And that's important. Let that become a revelation to each one of us. You chose us before we chose you. Oh, Lord. We love you this morning. We praise you this morning. We thank you for your presence here in this house. Do what only you can do. In Jesus' name. again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.